Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hi, it's me, Egbert, E-G-G-B-U-R-T, the owner of this radio station. I invite everyone to listen, no matter if you're young, old, black, white, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, heck, I even want real estate agents listening to my station. Yes, even Rick and Tracy. You're all welcome. Now, it's back to my Goodwill Ambassadors, Brad and John. Well, we have to carry on that tradition of being the Goodwill Ambassadors, right, John? That's us, DEI champions, goodwill ambassadors, <laughs> right. and generally just bringing good cheer in the morning, Brad. That is Especially ju- on filing day. Yes, we will talk to someone. We're supposed to talk with uh, Bob Ondra in about 20 minutes, and he should be actually in Jefferson City filing, um, but not sitting out on the sidewalk like they used to do that, right? Remember back in the day? Yeah, but- I think, you know, they'll be queued up. You know, as the Europeans say, they'll queue up. They'll still be queuing up around that time. (laughs) Okay, that is John Combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. I spell it because of the fact that you will need to type that into your browser when you go to his website, John Combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T.com. It will take you right there. What does he do? Well, he's been doing this for 22 years. Every single day, he uh, combs the Internet, finds all these different sites. Could be be TV stations, radio stations, newspapers. Could just be, uh, you know, Joe, Joe. A blog post which has got some interesting stuff John puts it all up there and we start off the day what did you say about every every average about 25 articles a day is that what you typically have yeah the goal is never to put a whole lot of stuff up there for people to sort through it's just have everything that matters and that's important I'd say today it was probably about 25 30 articles up today and so we start our bjshow.co every morning off with the top three and we bring in a very important guy uh, we paid a lot of money to to get this guy what's your name again oh hold on a minute i didn't have his mic on screw up number one i'm casey Kasem, and here we go and here they are in third place a piece of good news brad from st louis public radio and st louis on the air danny wisentowski who you who i know that you and i both have a lot of respect for a very good journalist at st louis public radio did a piece yesterday on st louis on the air where he had two transgender experts come in and talk a little bit about the fact that Missouri is a leader in the idea of protecting students from gender bender surgeries and transgender hormones and things like this. He had a transgender dur- journalist, a, uh, a guy named Aaron Reed came on and then a gen- uh, I started to say gentleman, a gentle person named Evan Urquhart came in or Urquhart came in, who's also a transgender journalist to talk a little bit about transgender legislation. And the good news is both of these transgenders talked about the fact that Missouri is a leader when it comes to legislation and protecting children and, you know, keeping boys out of girls' sports, boys out of girls' locker rooms, protecting kids from these gender bender surgeries. So it's a really uplifting piece. To be fair, Brad, it's about 40, mm, 45 minutes, I think. Piece, I have not listened to it. It's 40 minutes. Well, uh, so I haven't listened to the whole piece. Well, um, but I have 
I listened to a snippet of it, and then I also uh, read Danny's piece. He did a summary for it, and you can find that on my website today. Okay, question. Are they saying this is good or this is bad with their state of Missouri? Oh, the transgender, like these guys are on there talking about how, how terrible it is. Okay. And how, you know. So, in other words, Missouri's being oppressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of the same themes that we've that we've seen before and heard before. And they specifically point to Jamie Reed, who was the Washington University whistleblower that talked a lot about a lot of the alleged offenses that took place at the WashU gender bender facility. And, you know, these transgender journalists are talking about how, you know, poking holes essentially essentially in Jamie Reed's story and how one of the guys says it makes it so that we're very prone to moral panics. We're very prone to disinformation, driving negative legislation, targeting trans people. And remember, Brad, this is a theme on my website quite often, that the word target is always used to describe Missouri conservatives and transgenders. So this piece uses the word target or targeting five times, Brad. I haven't been targeted in the, in the past five months, so I guess maybe I. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and now, if you to, to counter this too, if you want to go across the state, KCUR had a, a good piece that's being syndicated throughout the state in newspapers and on radio stations about the revival of black roller skating, Brad. So if you want to, if the transgender piece isn't quite enough diversity for you and you want to hear about proud black roller skaters, head over to KCUR. Well, John, I, I don't know if I told you this or not. Maybe we'll pick this up a little bit later uh, in the show. But I used, to, I used to roller skate at, at Saints all the time. You remember Saints? Do you know what Saints? Where was Saints? Oh, you don't know what Saints was all Wait, about? Wait, the, the place that became Aloha? No, no, no. Saints was over. Matter of fact, I think the building is gone. I think they, they flattened the building. It was over in Olivet. And matter of fact, uh, this is, is uh, supposedly, this is rumored that part of Saints was a recording studio where, guess what young guy came in to record some of his original music? Nelly. Yes. True, oh, wow. true story. True story. Saints Roller Rink. And I used to go there. Matter of fact, uh, when my when my kids were younger, even before I had any kids, when I had my, my I used to take my my niece over there and I used to. Where I used on to, Olive was it? You know, it's it's sort of uh, it's back in the in, I, I'll have to look it up again. It's back. It was back like in an industrial area. It's sort of the same thing where the place out there in St. Peter's is an industrial area too. a great skate. You ever been to great skate before? No, great I'm skate. Not a roller skate guy. I'm, oh. I'm a heterosexual man, Brad. <laughs> I don't do a lot of inline skating or roller skating. No, 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 no. When we're talking, what you just mentioned is the black skating is not inline skating. It's quads, buddy. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, nice. this is this is old school skating. It's none of that newfangled inline stuff. It's quads. So you, and that's what the black roller skating is. Uh, it's it's very much into quads. Matter nice. Fact, I, and I'm sure, Brad, that in your day, was Aloha Skating Rink still there off of Pattern Road up there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there used to be there used to be a uh, there used to be a place uh, in uh, I guess is I th- technically I guess it's unincorporated St. Charles County right there off of uh, if you know where Westwood is uh, it's called Skate Galaxy. Um, matter of fact, went there a bunch of times. See, that was the big thing when my kids were growing up. We used to have a lot. He, my, my especially my a couple of my sons had lots of friends that had their uh, birthday parties at skating rinks, and it was always yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. And I guess I would embarrass my son because of the fact that the parents of the birthday kids would say, "Hey, parents, if we." encourage you to come and, and skate with your kids which <laughs> which i did now was i a great roller skater far from it but i sure enjoyed it i really did 
Nice. Yeah. So that's the number one story. Or, excuse me, the number three story today, Brad. Okay, moving along. Their stories coming up. Up a notch to number two. The Missouri Farm Bureau has endorsed a candidate in Missouri's Republican primary, and that candidate is Mike Kehoe. Really? To absolutely no one's surprise, Mike Kehoe has been endorsed by Missouri Farm Bureau. This is the latest in a long list of agriculture groups that have endorsed Mike Kehoe. The interesting thing, Brad, is that this is a pretty big deal, obviously a big deal in the ag community and a noteworthy endorsement in the governor's race. Not a single Missouri newspaper, radio station, or television station covered this except for KRES, Quix, KWIX over in, over based on a Moberly part of, of Alpha Media ran this piece on their website today. They didn't have any audio for it, but they did run the piece. Imagine, Brad, if, if a progressive organization came out and endorsed Crystal Quaid or her opponent Mike Hamra in the Democratic primary, if the left-handed transgender roller skaters endorsed Crystal Quaid, we would hear about it the next day over and over again. No, so- but of course, an agriculture group, due to Missouri's anti-agriculture bias, has not received adequate media coverage. Okay. So it's a big deal. It's not a surprise. And in fact, I thought this endorsement might have come a little bit sooner. But with today being filing day, it's a great way for the Missouri Farm Bureau to ensure that their name is included in every serious piece later today about filing. Okay, now let me decode something a, a minute about what you just said. You're saying they didn't cover his uh, this endorsement because of the fact that it, it's conservative? Oh, because of the fact that that agri- there's there's a significant anti-agriculture bias in Missouri news media, in mainstream Missouri news media. If an ag company pollutes a river, or if a farmer lets a little fertilizer into the river, suddenly it's a huge deal, and we need more environmental regulations. And ag companies are terrible, and they're destroying the earth. So, so you're saying, uh, and and is this also, and and one other question, is this a bias? against my keyhole if no if... not at all no it's not in in, in in general they don't care i think most mainstream reporters don't care who wins the Republican primary. And in fact, I think they like Mike Kehoe more than they like Jay Ashcroft and certainly more than they like Bill Igel. Let's note here too, Brad, that I'm, I'm far from objective on this considering what my previous career was working for an agribusiness giant that dealt with the media every day in my job. Yeah. So I'm a little bit biased here. Well, I, I get what you're coming from. And, but, but you're saying, is this, now is this a good thing for Mike Kehoe? Oh, absolutely, that he was endorsed by Farm Bureau. Right. Now, here's what I would do. If I was Bill Igel or even Jay Ashcroft, you had to anticipate that Mike Kehoe was, was going to get this endorsement. And instead of, I think, the first temptation of a guy like Bill Igel or guys on Igel's campaign, guys and gals on Igel's campaign, would be to say, hey, this is another swamp group in Jefferson City endorsing the establishment. I would say something to the effect of, we know that Mike Kehoe has a longstanding relationship with the folks at Missouri Farm Bureau, we're, we're more interested in talking to the farmers that are out there every day producing. They want lower taxes. They want more liberty, et cetera. In other words, I wouldn't criticize the Missouri Farm Bureau, who has, who has a lot of love out there, obviously, in rural areas. And I would instead point about the fact that you expected the endorsement and that you're going out after individual farmers. And in fact, I might even, Brad, if I was Bill Eigel, I would create a page on my website 
or a t-shirt called Farmers for Eigel. And it doesn't matter if you get a dozen people out there. Just create Farmers for Eigel, muddy the water a little bit, let people know that not 100% of people out there are supporting the other candidate for governor. We need to talk to Amazing Agnes on that. Maybe she can grind out some t-shirts for us. Okay. And finally, the number one. This Week in Missouri Politics midweek update had a member of Congress in the streaming studio yesterday, U.S. Representative Ann Wagner from Missouri's 2nd Congressional District, including Franklin County and much of St. Louis, of West St. Louis County, was with Scott Fawn yesterday, covered a gamut of issues. Interestingly, she said that Cori Bush's comments about Israel made Ann, quote, taking the gloves off. Ann's now taking the gloves off against Cori Bush. Representative Wagner uh, was uh, careful in her word choice about our decrepit president, Joe Biden. She cited uh, something that Brad says quite a bit, which is that the president's decrepit nature has nothing to do with his age and more to do with his general mental acuity. She said what you often say, Brad, which is that she knows a lot of folks that are in their 80s and 90s who are really sharp, but Joe Biden doesn't fit the bill. Well, she also said that she's quote, a little irritated, unquote, that Missouri has moved to a presidential caucus system instead of a presidential primary system. She says she's more of a presidential primary gal. And I think I think you and I would agree with her on that, Brad. So that was the top story yesterday. Yeah, interesting. On the website, and, and, and for those of you who are interested in this kind of stuff, the caucus in Missouri is this Saturday, correct? Saturday, that's correct. Now, if it, it, just out of curiosity, if people, if, if they're like a central repository where people think, I want to go to the caucus. Absolutely, would, yeah, they can go to Missouri.gop. And that would tell them their, their closest caucus location. It does. Yeah. A guy named Chandler Haynes and Trey Show have put together uh, quite of a list there on Missouri.gop. And in the St. Louis area, we're going to have a few different caucuses and uh, all the details that you need to know are there. And you should expect, if you're willing to commit to this, expect to give a couple hours to it at least. And you can always leave. But if, as I understand it correctly, once you leave, you can't come back. So if I was somebody, I'd plan on making an uh, – not only a morning, but an early afternoon out of it. Wasn't there a song about that? Welcome to the caucus of Missouri. Welcome to the caucus of Missouri. I don't remember that, Brad. Oh, never mind. Is that something they played at one of those discotheques that Jane no, Duker's family I, used to run? I, right, right, right. No, that was Jane Duker's mother and father that I used to work for, believe it or not. And once again, Pat Eilerman, I believe his name was John couldn't have been two nicer people to me. I mean, Pat, her mother, was just the nicest woman in the world. I am sure. I believe that. I could believe that. And she turned me on to Amaretta, which which has scarred my <laughs> life ever since. Seriously, she she was, uh, she was uh, her mom's Italian, and I don't know what, what her father was, but her mom was Italian, and uh, she used to serve me up these things. She sent drinks up to the DJ booth called Bochi Balls, and Bochi Balls were half orange juice and half Amaretta. Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay. A bunch of stuff to talk about. We've got Bill, uh, excuse me, Bill Onder. We've got Bob Onder coming up. Uh, Bob Jim, you know, all these different names. (laughs) We've got Bob Onder coming up and he's going to report to us live and direct from Jefferson City because he's uh, he's uh, enrolling or what do you call it? Filing, filing, filing. Okay. And I would if, if people would like to have a little bit different perspective on the filing process, I would recommend they go to my website today. I have 
a nice piece that's a little bit of an instructional piece for first-time candidates especially. And for all those loser candidates who are running vanity campaigns, their friends and family and, and advisors have told them that they're not going to win, but they refuse to accept that and, and instead really want to see their name on a ballot, really want to see their name on a yard sign. I have a little bit of love and empathy, and I have a piece that guides them through the process on my website today. John, I have to be honest with you. I, I, I take offense to with, with when you talk about that because once upon a time, there was this guy. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but once upon a time, he announced for president of the United States, and he came down the escalator in a building in New York City, and everybody said, oh, he's nothing but a vanity candidate. Hey, you know what? You're right, though. And he had no name ID. He had no money. He had no positive message at the right time. He Either, Brad. Well, I I hear what you're saying, but you know what? I've Did, lived. I've, I think. Hold, let me interrupt, Brad. The the woman standing outside the Kirkpatrick building right now, that in her district, the Republicans or the Democrats got 20 percent in the last election, but she's dis- decided that she's going to win because she's going to run a quote grassroots campaign and spend 63 dollars. She's no Donald Trump. Go ahead, Brad. <sighs> Boy, John has a way of you know. My John is not the tallest guy, but he just went like 12 feet in the air, did a half-court slam dunk on Brad. Just, just Hey, just, it's not about dunking on you, Brad. Just, hey, you know what? We, we, because we have different ideas, if you and I said the exact same thing, they'd only need one of us, Brad. Egbert would only need one of us. Well, see, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Once again, I'm an underdog. I've lived my life as an underdog, and, and I like the underdog kind of candidates. I mean, to, to a certain extent. I mean, that's why, as crazy as this is going to sound, that's why I like Bill Eichel. Bill Eichel is uh, yeah, un- understood, understood. And as to use one of your examples before, Brad, you would not go down to Bush Stadium right now. Let's mix metaphors here. You would not go down to Bush Stadium right now and say, I demand to be given a tryout to play shortstop. I know the Cardinals are signing Brendan Crawford. I know that we have Mason Wynn. I know we got a lot of guys ready. But guess what? Just because I don't look like a shortstop, everybody needs to take me seriously. I want to try out right now. You would never do that, Brad, because that would be ego. That would be vanity. John's not doing a half-court dunk. He's now doing a full-court dunk where he's standing <laughs> on on the, the 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 inbound line of the opposite side of the court, and he's going to magically fly across the court and dunk and then look at me and say, I told you, Brad, right? And they said white men can't jump, Brad, <laughs> right. but guess what? We just moved him on. He just dunked me, uh, and man, boy, did it hurt. Okay, we're going to take a break. We have uh, Dr. Bob Onder coming up next. Hopefully, we'll get him on the phone and hopefully my phone will work this time and everything will be hunky-dory that's all coming up thanks for checking out the brad and john show podcast this segment of the show is brought to you by john Comcast book stalking harassment internet trolling a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks it's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 